0: So, I call this one a room full of women, because as I've uh, ranted about before, being in a scenario where you are the sole heterosexual male, or what's the term, cis? I'm learning things as I go. So anyway, being the sole heterosexual male in a room of women who are definitely leaning towards feminist perspective, right? Alright. So that's how you intro the topic. Now, we get a lot of the, the subject matter, world. it's not all the time, but it's not a feminist sort of course or anything, but it ventures into that. It ventures into a feminist perspective. It comes up. So, I go in there and have, you know, you have experiences, you you're smart, you've gone through life. I will not often hop into the conversation if um, I feel that it's like uh, an experienced, educated feminist telling me about something, I I won't fire back with an opinion on it. I do have an advantage in some sense that I won't get into it here because it's too, it'll be too revealing of other parts of my life, but um, I will hop in the conversation. Now, you know, it's not like you're in the quote unquote lion's den, but I remember I said, I was talking about escapism and People will engage in escapism through different means, whether it's sports, TV, drugs, you know, alcohol or women. And then I said women, and then I paused for like a few seconds. And then I kept going. And then I thought to myself, hmm. now, as much as we like to say, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks, in that moment I thought to myself, hmm. How would this have sounded to all these other women in the room, the way I put it, you know? Is it something that would, you know, bother them? Would they look at me like, oh, this guy, when his, his, when he thinks of escapism, women is the first thing he thinks about. you got to be mindful of these things, especially when you're not in your, in your environment, in a room full of dudes. You know how they talk totally different but when you're in a room of and it's not like you're in a room of like ratchet girls it's like you're in a room of you know educated women and everybody got the same human desires and needs so there's that and i won't go further than that for this rant but you you know i was i was wondering i'm like you know how how did how would they um perceive that and if they're smart because they're educated, they would know that well, men will use women as escapism. It's an obvious you know reality. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's like when I said in this exact same scenario, in this exact same setting, I brought up how I hated the term lived experience because I felt like it was like a bunch of academics talking down to me and others and finding a way to jazz up our experience, even though, yes, we were addicts, yes, we were homeless, yes, we were struggling with the system, and so on, you know. So that lived experience thing, even if well-intentioned, was like jazzing up something that I'd rather just tell me how it is. I know what I was, and we all knew what we were. So I say that in the very first one of these sessions and she listens and she and she sits there and she i should go talk to her actually about this the lecturer and she should talk to her about this because it's something that i think needs to be stated um to her but she's an og she gets it anyway um yeah i say I'm, i have a problem with that term and then she fires back that She didn't fire back, but she said, okay, this is where this term comes from. The term comes from when, you know, men are making laws, current state, for example, these abortion laws, anti-abortion laws. And men not having the quote unquote lived experience of women to really even be making the decisions for them. And I said, fuck, I didn't even make that connection or think about it. You don't know the historical context of something and then you speak, and then you realize when you're informed, you're like, oh. And like I said back in the other rant, I still don't like the term, but I I appreciate it and respect it more because I get the context now, you know? This should be applied in all areas of life, all right? So, whether or not you—I uh, was going to say something deep, but then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> As per usual, lose my train of thought. But you're going to go through life dealing with different people. You have different experience, and you know you do not know—you know—that there's a history behind some of the um, whether it's events or the. Or the people you meet, even, or the things you learn, or the things you read, or historical content. Like to know that Ottawa was like a skinhead haven at one point. Like, who would it like? And you get it because when I moved to Ottawa, right? Not in my moved to Ottawa. My pops moved here back in the 80s, like 83, 84, whatever. He's like, he was living in Herringate. And Herringate's always been the hood. But um, when the parents broke up and my mom's, you know, we, we ended up in Greenboro, all right? So we ended up in Greenboro, South I came to find out that later on that there was an active Aryan Brotherhood or some kind of subset of that in the area. And they were active. And I think, and from, from what I've been told... I don't believe it's a lie, but you may never find a news article about this. Um, They, like, killed a black kid or something. So, now, there's that. So, that generation would have been, like, a bunch of, like, maybe boomers, maybe. I guess boomers. Boomer Aryan Brotherhood types. Then, their descendants. So, their descendants. Their children. So, where are the descendants? So, you know, we knew kids growing up who had like swastikas tatted on them, but because at this point in like the nineties, South Ottawa has become so diverse. They had no choice but to engage with other people. So some of them got it removed. Some of them hid, hid it. They weren't prepared to get it removed, but they hid it because it's the conflict of, you know, their family, who they, you know, it's their family and their belief system, but then also when you're outside and the people you deal with and sometimes the person that gives you, you know, it's the person that shares their lunch with you is black or Chinese or, you know, El Salvadorian or whatever. Meanwhile, your white neighbors didn't do that for you, right? So then you start to think, huh, all I've been taught is bullshit. It's like American History X, right? Where Edward Norton you know eventually revokes his, his, his skinhead identity you feel me so what was the point of that i don't know what the point of all that ran I, I lost my train of thought again so on that note i hope everybody has a good <laughs> all right peace